0: Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. Today we are going to discuss and talk about faith in the public square, public ministry faith out there in the world. Yes, all of this and a whole lot more, so stay tuned. Hello and welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And today, we, there's no guest on the show, um, but as if you've been tuning along for some, for some time now, you'll notice that every so often um, we do um, just a 15, 20, 25-minute, uh, I would say teaching, but it's more conversational, more question um, and action producing, I hope. Um, and it's just a time where we dig into a particular topic Uh, wrestle with the text, um, and then question how it applies for our life, and then do so as well. And so um, over the last few months, we've certainly been emphasizing faith and work and rest, thinking about how we find ourselves in God's big story, think about how we take care of our finances, um, and how we care for the least of these as well. Um, And you'll be hearing more about this uh, as well as as time goes on. Today, I wanted to talk through um, a particular passage in Luke 4 as we consider um, the way of Jesus um, becoming more like Jesus as he goes out on his public ministry. The outset in Luke 4 really is um, what we see in the beginning of his three year ministry on earth. And so, if you will turn with me, um, we're going to read a little bit more scripture today. Which typically we um, we maybe are a little bit lighter on the on the Bible reading and are deeper into the conversation. But here we are in Luke four fourteen, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out throughout through all the surrounding country, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He enrolled the scroll, and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath. And they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so they could throw him down the cliff. Passing through their midst, he went away. And he went down to Capernaum, the city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose. And began to serve them. Now, when the sun was setting, all the those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Demons also came out of many, crying, "You are the Son of God!" But he rebuked them, and would not allow them to speak, because they knew that he was the Christ. Amen. And so this is, um, as I mentioned, is the beginning of uh, Jesus's public ministry. If, some, if you're in your Bibles, um, so you'll have some headers for some of you. And it says, right, Jesus begins his ministry. And right after that, he is rejected. And later we see his moment of healing um, of the, the one person, the individual. And then it goes on to explain the, the magnitude, the level of healing many as well. Um, and then it, it continues and so let me just go back a little bit to go to go forward and so this is actually again it is coming right after his time in the wilderness and so he was he was in the wilderness and was in a place of temptation in fact the devil the, um the great accuser um, offered him power over this over this land if Jesus was to worship devil and we see in the response, he says, no, I will only worship the one true God. And so the temptation is for power and to have this power immediately, right? To get to get up, to assume authority, to let everything happen all at once. But we learn through the three-year journey that things are unshaping or unfolding um, before people's eyes. It doesn't all happen at once. And um, in fact, there is um, a lot of things that... Um, as we read in scripture are are not recorded but do happen as well but it, it's a three- year journey and um, and it is in the, God's word is sufficient for saying who he is. He is the Christ and he is eternal life as we read in John 20. Um, all these things are to point to who who he is, the Christ and that he provides eternal life. And so we learn about, his service, if we're looking at the person of Jesus, if we're looking at who Jesus is, what he accomplished, and how then we are impacted by who he is, then we must look to, to him first, the person of Jesus. And so he went out into the, it was in the synagogues, but then he went out to the streets, out into the lands of the Jews and the Gentiles. And so as we're reflecting and considering our public ministry. Um, we first looked to the public ministry of Jesus, and he he, he had one. It, he it was not he was not a Sunday church goer only. It was not it was not. In fact, this is you know the the resurrection Sunday it was the inauguration, the start of church service. But he was ministering in the streets. He was ministering all over the place to people in need, to the woman at the well to um, tax collectors, to healing out people who have with demons, all sorts of things that were happening. Some were happening in the synagogue, but some were happening without. And so the call and the exhortation is to encourage you to reflect on your public ministry. How are you in the public square? How are you at work? How are you in your household, right? Um, and to think that yes, if, if we do believe in the gospel, the, if the teaching, teachings of Jesus, if Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, who died, rose again, and ascended, and is at the right hand of the Father, then then yes, this ought to compel us to live a different life. And so the encouragement is to consider that and to reflect on your the way that you serve, the way that you, as I noted earlier, the way that you take care of your finances, the way that you take care of your family, um, the way that you bring the good news, uh, the Evangelion, the good news of Jesus Christ to the world. And so we look right in verse 18, and it's pretty clear of the the type of people that Jesus is, is bringing this to. This is actually from the outset. It says, Proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to pro- proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Um, And now, so a a balanced ministry will reflect and and know that, yes, this is, these are all important. Um, And so when we hear good news to the poor, um, we take serving the poor seriously. Again, I'm not referring to the social gospel where if we take care of the poor, then we are, and we just take care of the poor, then we are, we are saved or there's some, some sort of salvation into our works but rather, yes, God cares about these people. In fact, it's in God's word, His inspired word. But then, in order to be balanced, we we must we must recognize proclaiming liberty to the captives, and that we are all um, held captive. In fact, before we come to Christ, we are um, we are not we are not uh, we are under the power of the enemy. And so, Christ, through His victory, has freed us from that. But we have to we have to acknowledge the darkness that we have lived in that we are in rebellion a state of fallen nature brokenness that we must all no matter who you are and and then and then it continues as well into the recovering of sight of the blind and to set at liberty those um those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the lord's favor and so it's important for us to consider all of this the people all the, all the causes that Jesus supports, the, the entirety of the gospel. And so um, this, is, this is the beginning uh, of the ministry. And um, we, we learn about how he serves, how he serves others, the way of service. He came um, not as someone to build up and collect all this power um, to then ho- hoard for himself, but rather in his power, he became weak. So that he may identify with us, I love this verse from uh, 1 Corinthians 9:22. It reads, "To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some." Amen. And he's not saying he's going to save everyone. He said he's going to save some. And so, um, but yet that that calls us to preach the good news to um, to everyone, and knowing that. Not all will receive it. In fact, we learn quite quickly in this passage that there are people who are going to resent it. But first, we look at the completion of Scripture. This is a deep moment of the prophecy being revealed in Christ as the Messiah or the the Savior. And this this is significant. He says, and this appears in verse 21. Um, So if you turn with me to first 21. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And so what he is referring to um, is the scroll um, from Isaiah. And so we learn that this is to, to do the will of the Father um, is, is a fulfillment. This is, there is some newness of how he's doing it, and there is a new covenant as well. Um, but there is a connection. There's a, there's a tie between the Old Testament as well. So we learn that, that this, is, uh, this is significant. But then we quickly hear that in, in talking about the law and talking about um, the prophecy, um, people, are, people are quite upset, and soon it gets into the synagogue. And um, to people who are, it, it uses the word wrath. In some translations, it might use the word rage. It reads, when they hear, heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. So Jesus certainly felt, experienced persecution. He certainly experienced <laughs> um, people who did not either take him seriously or in this case took him seriously and knew that it, was no, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't good they were angry about who he, what he was doing. Um, and for the Jewish people, um, bringing a new interpretation, um, the correct interpretation of the law. And for, as we read in other comp- parts of scripture, for the, the Roman rule, it was a new kingdom he was establishing. That is a, is a very strong claim, to be a new king, but um, to not submit to the way of the world, to the way of the current kingship, But to live in it and to acknowledge that there is another another kingdom, that is that is coming. Um, So it's one of revolution. It's one of reform. It's one of excitement. And then we continue. And um, actually, but first, so as we as we reflect and recognize in the teaching of Jesus here, we we acknowledge that there will be people who will not receive the message, who will not receive us in the work that we do, or how we carry ourselves, our our in the character of Christ, they will not receive it well. Um, and some, in fact, will be angry. And um, once I was told, you know, if you're if you are if you are living the true gospel story, then you don't have to bring persecution upon yourself, or you don't have to bring an, um, antagonism upon yourself. But naturally, there will be some there. And at that moment, I was I was called and it was it was really a critique of my own faith of wow have i been living so comfortably have i is there something that i've been shorting on scripture that has um has allowed me to live a a consumer um, a nice comfortable lifestyle where um, all my wants and needs are at my fingertips and disposal and that is yes that is good prosperity um, have I been living or believing that narrative and um, it certainly is challenging. perhaps that's challenging for you to consider that yes, the gospel and the true story of the gospel will bring resistance. And so examine your life. see if that is the case in some areas of life. And so in, and then we look into later in this passage verse 33, there is healing. and in fact it continues starts in the synagogue, right? But then it continues out of the synagogue, isn't it? Verse thirty-eight, and then in fact people keep coming to him as well, and so then it says he heals many, and they they keep wanting to come, and then he he goes on to his next assignment, and so. If you turn with me to verse thirty-three. In the synagogue, there's a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. He cried a lot loud voice, Ha, what have you done with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth, Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. They were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For the authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out, and reports about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. Then he heals Simon's mother-in-law, and then she begins to serve him, serve them right after this happens. And so Im- immediately there is this call to then know, yes, God has served me. God is, is laying down his life for me, and thus as a response, I am going to serve serve God and serve others to, lo- to love God and to love neighbor as ourselves. And so certainly there is an importance of the, the significance of Jesus teaching, bringing healing inside the synagogue, and then going out. And that Im- impacts his, his life in the public square. In fact, later on, as we get into chapter 5, he starts to announce the first disciples, right? And so there's this moment of activation when people come to a knowledge. And then there's this invitation. There is... Um, to, to enter into something, to be discipled, right? And so how are we thinking about that in our in our public ministry? And so are we inviting people into that discipleship process? Are we serving others? That is in a way that is pointing people toward Christ, doing, doing work in excellence, loving, loving each other in spirit and in truth, grace and truth, Loving kindness. Are we modeling is the fruit of the spirit active in our life, where the invitation seems it's palatable, it seems intriguing, inviting, and so um, would encourage us as we think about in reflection on this on this passage to think of the person of Jesus, thinking about how we look to Him first and how we understand a vision for engaging with the world, right? It seems like a big task, but really it's just engaging with our neighbor next door. And so there's a few things that I would, would encourage you to, to think about, um, to actually to act upon as well. One, share a meal with somebody. Share a meal with somebody maybe that you would not normally share a meal with, or in fact even just carve out the time to share a meal with someone at the table um, to put your phone down to really engage and, and and be present with with someone else to begin to begin relationship with them but I would also encourage you to um, to think about your calling your gifting what you bring that is um, you know uh, that is significant God has uniquely designed and crafted you in a particular way where you bring certain natural giftings and spiritual giftings as well and so would encourage you to reflect on those um to think are these putting to are these put into service for the king for the most high for the holy holy one well thank you so much for this this moment of um of discussion of teaching of questioning i I pray that you may wrestle and reflect with some of the words that were spoken today. I pray that God may use me in uh, helping to magnify his word um, to encourage us to think about our faith outside, faith in the public square, faith in public ministry, to think, in fact, because we're, even if we're not in full-time ministry, if we're not the one in the pulpit on Sunday, we have a ministry. We have a calling. And so um, thank you for, for tuning in today to this episode and um, encourage, want to encourage you um, in uh, staying faithful, being obedient to where God has assigned you. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time.